I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Jim Sella, and joining me tonight we have the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy, Spirit of Mediocrity, Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? <laughs> yes, I'm all good. All good. Yes, doing well. I told you I was going to come up with a new spirit for you every week. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what you come up with next. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to start a list. I'll just start checking them off. The spirit of... Ooh, throw that one on the list. <laughs> oh, Andy, how's it going? Yes, yes, doing good. Um, I, did, I did do something Marvel-related this week, Chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Marvel tables for Zen came out yesterday. Yeah, I had them Friday. <laughs> Or Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got them then as well, but I, I never got a chance to play them until until yesterday. In fact, until today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good tables. Yeah, you. Uh, for those for those of you of you that don't know, Andy and I are a big Zen pinball fans, and uh, Zen is a uh, a supporter of both our shows, and mm-hmm. always send us the co- the tables. Yep. And, and uh, this week they came out with two new Marvel tables. Uh, it is their Women of Power pack, and it's two tables. One featuring A-Force with Black Widow and Madam Mask. And the other one uh, is called Champions and features Ms. Marvel. Yep. And Bombshell is the villain in that one. Now, I... As far as I can tell, the only char- animated characters in those tables are Black Widow, Madam Mask, fr- fr- who, from Agent Carter, no less, um, <laughs> Ms. Marvel, and uh, Bombshell. I, I did not see any cameos from She-Hulk or uh, Spider-Gwen. I mean, they're referenced, and they have their own mm. little mini-games. But I did not see, actually see the characters themselves, other than on the table. Maybe once you, uh, I don't know, maybe once you unlock certain nodes, they'll pop up. They do that sometimes in some of the tables, though. Yeah, yeah. Pop in one of the characters when uh, when you unlock unlock some of the missions. 
I mean, but I played the Ass Force table for a long time mm. this weekend. Mm. And what's, uh, what's your score, Chip? Uh, thirty-seven million. Okay. What? Uh, uh, what console are you playing on? Xbox. Uh, okay, because I didn't see you on on my uh, my <laughs> list. I'm playing. I'm playing on PS4. <laughs> yeah, they always send them to me on Xbox, and at one point I was going to do everything over on PS4, but. I'm kind of back in the Xbox uh, groove, so. Mm. See, they always send it to us on on PS4. I, I've, <laughs> I've got 11 million, and that puts me at the top of my friends. So, I got I beat Mel's score, so I, I'm always happy with beating the uh, one of the guys that works for the company. I'm like, yeah, cool, that's fine. Well, th- that was the thing. The leaderboards weren't activated uh, over the weekend because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've taken shots where I'm number one in the world. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the joke being that, well, there's only about 10 people with the table. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was like, what? No, no global leaderboards yet? Damn. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, the tables are pretty good. I, I was enjoying them. Uh, now that you're probably going Oculus versus PlayStation 4 VR, um, when you when you do get the Oculus, the first game you need to buy is the Zen Pinball. It oh, is yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. You, I, I think I think I need to do that, and I think I need to build that thing that I told you about the uh, the virtual pinball table. Mm. I think I need to build that. The uh, I, I actually find it better in VR, not just because it's in VR, but it actually, A, feels like you're standing over a real pinball machine, which gives you the mm. actual pinball perspective. Mm. So, so, so just just to be clear, when you, when you play the pinball on the VR, are you, are you standing up then, yeah? Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling nope. on the couch, <laughs> <Okay>. but... <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I would have to, have to stand yeah. up, because like, when you're playing a real pinball table, like, yeah. you're standing up. That's yeah. why I want to, like... That's why I think that that thing is so cool. Like where the guys built like the virtual pinball box thing that's just the right height. Mm-hmm. So it feels like you're playing a pinball table as well as like seeing the pinball table. It just adds to it. I think it's so cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. But that's yeah, my project it's a... for next year. <laughs> but uh yes, yeah, so new Marvel pinball tables. Yay. Uh, I did reach out uh I haven't been I, I don't does Mel still work there? Um, well, he's, he's definitely played the table, so... Because <laughs> uh, I, I reached out to Steven, who's mm, yeah. uh, our uh, contact there now. Yep, same for us. And To see if he was going to be at Marvel or at, uh, New York Comic Con, and no, they aren't. Because so. I was going to set something up with them. So, but, uh, yeah, I can't... I, 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 one of the questions I have for them is whether or not... Uh, they're going to right now the only tables over on the oculus rift are their original tables none of the marvel licensed or star wars or any of the other licenses are there yet okay so um and the only thing marvel related i kind of did this weekend was they uh to commemorate luke cage starting in what three days two days two days yeah, two, two days. days. Two days. Uh, Puzzle Quest uh, added a four-star Luke Cage to the game, mm-hmm. and I was, was fortunate fortunate enough to uh, be able to get one, oh, ranking nice. you know, ranking in the top one hundred uh, in the in this weekend's event. 
That's what you had to do. But, it, I mean, Monday night when the event ended, Andy, I had uh, – when, when you play certain events, they have a finite number of points. That will slowly replenish. But uh, I had all the nodes down to one point. Hmm. And I was <laughs> – there was like five minutes to go, and I was like 89th or 88th. Then there was three minutes to go, and I was down to 92, then 94 <laughs> – and with like two minutes to go, I was at ninety-seven, and I'm sitting there saying, "Fuck, this is gonna suck. This is gonna suck." There's, and I'm looking at the guy in front of me to see how many points ahead he was, and it's like, "Yeah, there's not enough points here to try and jump him." And and the event ended, and fortunately, I stayed at ninety-seven. So yes, I did get, uh, I did get one of the new four-star loot cages. Thanks. Um, there was actually a Marvel Unlimited event tonight that I was invited to. Ah. Um, and I really, really wanted to go. But it seems they always do these events like the week before I'm about to go on vacation. So I'm like mm. flat out at work trying to get everything done before I leave. Um, and I have like a huge... Uh, review when I get back with one of my clients where I have to have like I have to do summaries of about 20, 25 files which I'm working on <laughs> now um, so I couldn't take the day off but they were doing a premiere event down in, I think it was in a theater in Harlem uh, for Luke Cage and they were showing the first two episodes at a theater and I don't know if any of the cast were going to be there like Daredevil or not but uh I really wanted to go, and I just, like I said, because Comic Con's next week, I can't take, mm. the, I couldn't take the day today. So, sad panda. Sad panda. Sad panda. <laughs> so, other than that, yeah, that's all the Marvel in my life this week. We are two days away from Luke Cage. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I probably will start watching on Friday, but I can't see myself having finished it by next week. <laughs> yeah, I hope to get through a few episodes this week, hmm. and we will we will we'll touch on it on our next episode, which we're not sure if it, so Agents of Shield is off next week. Yeah, uh, we are going to do well. No, that's two weeks away. Uh, so it, so we are thinking we're taking the week off next week. But if we decide, shit, we watched the first three episodes of Luke Cage and we really want to talk about the show, we might just decide to do a show. Yeah, yeah. We'll play, we'll play, yeah. We're, we're playing it by ear. You know, we want to do our Luke Cage primer, and I really haven't sat down to read uh, any of the recent Luke Cage. So that would uh, that would be something I would have to try and squeeze in this weekend. Um, but we, we, if, if the show, if it, if the show's that good, we might, we might do our first episode of Luke Cage and it's going to be months before we, you, you hear another, but, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We do plan, um, after Comic-Con, we will be doing a Comic-Con special. Yep. As well. Um, I am, you know, and it depends on what panels I get into, but, uh, Marvel ones that are there are shield, 
which is usually lame because all they do is show uh, the latest episode. Um, there's an Iron Fist panel, and there's a John Barenthal panel. Hmm. And I'd have to check with my wife. Uh, there's a Legion one, but I think it conflicts <laughs> with the Marvel Unlimited panel, um, which is the one I usually pick. I, I Even though I would like to see, see the Legion thing, the Marvel Unlimited is usually good, A, for sw- swag, because you get a lot of cool exclusives, and B, um, they usually show some interesting uh, footage of something. So, yeah, I think I think you're better going to that than the Legion one. Legion looks very odd. My wife might go to it. Hmm. Maybe if if we do if if we split up and she goes to uh, a pa- uh, a Marvel panel that I don't go to, maybe uh, maybe we bring her on and she can discuss it. Yeah, she can tell us what the fuck Legion is. Because <laughs> I haven't seen those trailers, I have no idea. Like, it looks so weird. I like to be surprised. You know, I'll, I'll watch <laughs> it and, you know, we'll figure it out from there. So, all right. Andy, do let's let's move on. Do we, we, have, we have a bunch of news tonight. Yes, a bunch of news. Quite a fair whack of news, actually, to be honest. It's, it's been a fast news week. Once. Yeah. Um, so I know I put up a few. You probably have a couple here. Right. So the first one I ha- I pulled was. Oh, this is interesting. And before before we go any further, you tell me whether or not we reveal this. Do we? That uh, supposedly somebody has learned that a Ghost Rider is going to be around the entire season, mm-hmm. and b who he battles in the season finale. I mean, people people say things like this all the time. I would take this totally with a pinch of salt at this point in time, and this is this is a rumor. This is a so, rumor. Uh, yeah, so I I don't think it's it's. By absolutely no means confirmed or anything like that, so I think I think we can we can quite happily see this. All right. So rumor has it in the series season or series finale, uh, we we don't know yet, um, that Ghost Rider will battle the Punisher. Hmm. Makes they- sense. It does make sense, and they have battled in the comic before. I, I just... Mm, I don't know. I... It, it would be cool. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, that's why I say take this as a total pinch of salt, because I don't think that's happening. Um, it doesn't make sense for the Punisher story arc for him to fight Ghost Rider like this. Because Ghost Rider's just doing the same thing as what Punisher's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, they would team up and and be like okay you're killing bad guys cool i'm killing bad guys cool do your thing like what are they fighting about like who gets to kill a guy (laughs) so it doesn't make a lot of sense um also we haven't even really seen any hints or anything at the punisher at all in in shield it was like one mention in in like a scrolling headline in a news report last season in the watchdogs episode about like the carnage in Hell's Kitchen, but that was it. Mm-hmm. They haven't even mentioned them at all otherwise. So they'd have to do 
a bit of background on that because they can't assume that people have seen the Punisher, so they have to explain a bit about what he is and like what happened to him, Daredevil, and stuff like that. So I don't think it's gonna happen. Whether or not Ghost Rider's around for the whole season, I don't know. I mean, he looks he doesn't look very killable at this point. <laughs> so you could send him away somewhere, but uh, I could see him definitely being still around at the season finale. I think it's more likely in the season finale that we'll see like something like, especially if it's going to be like the series finale, like like the last season. Uh, I, I could see us having like Nick Fury or somebody popping in. I could, I, yeah, I could see that a lot uh, sooner than seeing a Netflix crossover. But you know, yeah. it, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I just don't believe it. Would I like it to happen? Sure. Uh, because, you know, it's all connected, sort of. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. I'm taking that. I, I, I'm taking a wait-and-see attitude on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, why I, that's why I'm quite happy for us to reveal that, because I don't think it's going to happen. Like, that, that's almost like a crazy Andy theory that's just ended up out there somehow. Somebody's just taking it and ran with it and going, yeah, Punisher's going to be in it. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Agreed. I just uh, threw you an article, but I think we'll save that till uh, after we go through the episode. 100% yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, um, we can talk about that uh, du- during our rundown of the episode, I think. Um, uh, the next one is uh, Thor Ragnarok has added another actor to his cast, and it's none other than Alan Grant. From Jurassic Park, played by uh, Sam Sam Neil. Right. Um, now, I, I don't think uh, they've said who no. he's going to be playing. No. No. But he's going to be in it, which is cool. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's in it as well. <laughs> True. <laughs> which which is amusing. They have them back together. So I'd like to see some sort of playful banter between them. So you have Sam Neil. You have Jeff Goldblum. I really, really hope they bring in Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. <laughs> okay. Just to make it totally Jurassic. <laughs> I mean, it's Thor. They could definitely bring in a dinosaur and it wouldn't be totally out of place. No. <laughs> Thor fights a dinosaur? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Well, they could definitely do that. <laughs> Devil um, Other cast. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to move on, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, next one. Season 2 of Luke Cage. Look, season 1 hasn't premiered yet, but mm. from if it's as good as everybody says, we are going to... Uh, we are going to get a season 2. And if we get a season 2, season 2 will be Heroes for Hire. Uh, so that would be more like Luke Cage and and Iron Fist then. Yeah, and I think that's I think that kind of makes sense. Yep. Instead of doing separate uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist shows, and especially if you're going to expand the cinematic, the Netflix cinematic universe, the NCU as I like to call it, um, I think condensing two of your shows into one might be the way to go. 
Yeah, and it means that they've still got the room to have Jessica Jones on her own show, and mm. then to also put in the Punisher on his own show, and then, like we've talked about before, they they did shoot like what four other pilots. Rumor has it, yes, supposedly. Yes. So there are other shows out there in the in the wind somewhere that are being worked on, and we'll find out more about in the future. And I I think. Uh, if you know, you don't call it Luke Cage season two or Iron Fist season two. You call it Heroes for Hire. Hundred percent, yeah. Marvel Heroes for Hire. Yep. St- you could put it like starring Luke Cage in Iron Fist. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think that's definitely the right way to go. Especially because, like, I mean, Luke Cage looks pretty good, but um, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely enamored with what I've seen from Iron Fist so far. We haven't obviously we haven't seen any trails or anything yet, but certainly from the 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 vibe I'm getting from it just doesn't it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and I'll what? be proved wrong because everything Marvel's done has been good. So. What, Iron Fist? Yeah, I'm just not getting a good vibe from it. I don't know, I think I've I've the the little that I've seen I don't know. I like like you said, they've proved us wrong every time. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, as as I'm pulling these articles up, they're throwing little stories out at the bottom. Uh, this is not news. Doctor Strange, the Eye of Agamotto, holds an Infinity Stone. No shit, Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, I I do. I think that it'll be good to see sort of Doctor Strange's perspective on the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. right enough. Um, what else do we have here? Okay, so the the next one is is pretty much all you because, as we know, with these numbers, oh, they, they mostly make no sense. <laughs> oh, um, it just showed that. Yeah, and I, I I actually put this there for me, and we'll do it. I guess we'll do it now because uh, I don't have the ratings up for this week yet. But basically, Marvel's uh, the the three day numbers for, for last week's episode actually uh, did very very well. So it it basically it almost doubled. It went from a one point one to a two point oh, mm-hmm. and uh, rose eighty two percent. And these are numbers that are in line with what shield has done in the past and uh is for abc and that time slot is absolutely spectacular okay so, that's good um it's it's got some t- tough competition this year and you know I'll while you're doing the the recap I will be pulling up uh, this week's numbers, but I mean, uh, it you know this that it's going up a sh- against a show called This Is Us, which uh, I you know, my my wife read a recap of it. Sounds absolutely boring to me, um, <laughs> and I think NCIS New Orleans jumped to that time slot too. So, but it's it's holding its own basically. It's it's doing better. It's doing better in that time slot than anything else Marvel has put. So as we hope for a season five, uh, this is good news. Good stuff. That's that's good. Um, is it doing better or worse than in the nine o'clock slot? Uh, in terms of 
it's numbers are it's live numbers are down, but it's also a later yep. slot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it, it's doing comparable when you throw in the the live plus three. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like the more less people would tune in live because it's later. Some people go to bed by that time. Like I know a lot of a lot of people go they go to bed at like ten o'clock, so they wouldn't stay up to watch mm-hmm. that. Or like yeah. half ten or whatever, so they wouldn't stay up to watch that. So it it kind of makes sense that, that these people are just going to go. Oh well, it's too late for me to watch a show like this. I'll DVR it, watch it the next day. And in in if you want to put it in terms of. Um, where it places these are the best numbers it had since last year's winter finale okay so nice yeah so I mean it, it bumps it up it, it got a decent uh, it got a decent jump and uh, hopefully it's enough to that it's a, that's just a horrible slot for for uh, for ABC hmm Next one, Andy. Yes, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has confirmed that Doctor Strange will indeed return for Avengers: Infinity War. Once again, not news. You no, have it s- is news because it's, no. it's a confirmation, an official confirmation. They need sixty-seven characters. <laughs> Who are they going to get? Fucking Squirrel Girl. Well, they're not going to have sixty-seven characters in that movie because remember they've condensed it now into one movie rather than two. So there's not going to be sixty-seven characters in that movie. I think it's 67 over the course of two. Yeah, yeah, but obviously that's not Infinity War anymore. It's Infinity War, and then there's whatever the second one's going to be. I, I have no idea <laughs> at this point. Like, they'll announce that in a couple of years, probably. Um, next piece of news, uh, Kevin Feige has explained why uh, the sorcerers that are going to be featured in Doctor Strange haven't intervened in any of the events that have happened previously. So, like, the Chitauri invasion, uh, obviously Ultron and that sort of stuff. Basically, these things are too small, small time for them. They're interested in like the fabric of reality, and these are just like little minor occurrences to them. So they have no interest in them. They're too busy. That's what the Avengers are for. Yes, exactly. I mean, the Avengers have got that covered, eh? And they have individual Avengers when it's even smaller than that. And then if you go smaller than that, you've got a shield. And even smaller than that, you've got Daredevil and Luke Cage. I'll be back in two seconds. I gotta take off my hoodie here. It's getting hot. <laughs> okay, no problem. Um, also, uh, we we actually got sent this new story by uh, one of our listeners over on Twitter as well. But uh, Tyron Woodley, uh, who, if you remember, a while back had teased that he was going to shoot a role in a Marvel picture, and I believe it was Atlanta. Uh, he apparently got into trouble. This this is a UFC fighter. He apparently got into trouble with Marvel's legal department because he said this, and he ended up not being in the movie. <laughs> so his part was removed from the movie, or it was more likely given to I think I believe it was Bokeem Wood Woodbine. I think is the guy's name. Okay. Who ended up playing the Shocker, and I, I'm pretty sure that this is uh, this is what happened. That he uh, Tyron Woodley tried to explain it away as that. Uh, it didn't work for his schedule for him to end up being shooting in the movie, but he was clearly <laughs> dropped from the picture after he revealed something that he shouldn't have. Don't fuck with Marvel. 
Yep, he 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 fucked up and he lost his uh, his job in that in that movie. Yeah, it would have been a, I assume it's a relatively small role, but uh, yeah, he lost lost it to Bokeem. Mm. I don't think it's a loss. Not for I, I, us. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't really know either of the the uh, the fighters. To be honest, I don't know which one of them is a better actor or or whatnot. We'll, we'll see if the shocker turns out to be good or bad. And we can we can lament on uh, the loss of Tyron Woodley, who I've never he- even heard of before. <laughs> right, he's a UFC guy. You know, the only uh, UFC person we want in uh, a Marvel movie is what's her name? As uh, oh, I, I forget yeah. her name, but I don't even. <laughs> she loses one fight, and nobody can remember her name anymore. <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's the one that you were pitching for yes. uh, being Captain Marvel. Yes. Yeah? But yeah, I forget her name as well. She was on the box out of the UFC game last last year, was she not? Yeah. I guess. I don't look at UFC games, so... <laughs> I'll yeah, take your word for it. That's why she lost the fight, because, you know, the second that they put you on the box out, you become... Yep. Shit. The box <laughs> curse. Yep. Anyway, a um, couple other news stories to run through here. Uh, Black Panther has added another member to its cast as well. They have cast... Uh, Winston Duke, who is from Person of Interest, and he is going to be playing a character that we know, Chip. Oh? He's going to be playing Man-Ape. Oh, okay, cool. So we've got Man-Ape in the movie, and we've also got uh, Kill- Killmongers in there too, so we don't know. what we don't know is that we don't know if it's going to be Man-Ape going up against current-day Black Panther, or we do know as well that there are going to be multiple Black Panthers featured in the movie. So Chadwick Boseman's the Black Panther current, but mm-hmm. I assume they're going to be some sort of flashback or montage sequence of previous Black Panthers. So we don't know if he's going to be facing off against, uh, like one of those Black Panthers is going to be facing off against Manape, possibly. Hmm. But yeah, so some some incarnation of Manape we're going to see, which is cool. Movie's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very different Marvel movie, I think. Yeah, 100%. I, I like it was good, though, because, I mean, the the last couple have been a bit similar, like Age of Ultron and Civil War. There was quite a lot of similarities with, like, they were both very Avengers-ish movies. So the next yeah. couple we're going to see very different. Like Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, uh, and Black Panther. Very, very different. And obviously Guardians. Yeah. Okay, um, if you remember a while back, like everyone was talking about how Luke, uh, how uh, Iron Fist was supposedly getting cancelled and they, they weren't sure what was going on with it. And we now know that that's not been the case and it's just it just took a bit longer to get developed. But what actually happened with that, the story behind that, is that because Luke Cage was received so positively in Jessica Jones, they decided to flip the schedule. So they had been planning to do Iron Fist before Luke Cage... But because Luke Cage got such a positive reception, mm-hmm. they flipped it around to put Luke Cage in first, which I think makes total sense. Yeah, that totally works. So that's why uh, Iron Fist has uh, been pushed back just a little bit. Um, do you think he'll show up in, in uh, Luke Cage? I would hope so. I, 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 I would think... Um, I think that type of... Even if it's... I uh, yeah. honestly I don't know 
because mm-hmm. if he is not Iron Fist yet, we don't know. We don't know where in the timeline Iron Iron Fist starts. Mm-hmm. So uh, if uh, you know if he's already Iron Fist and out and about, then yeah, he could show up. Maybe in the last episode. They like to save the guest those type of cameos and guest appearances for the last episodes, at least in Daredevil. Um, but uh, I would like it to happen. I just don't know if it will happen. See, I think it. I think it needs to happen, just to uh, kind of just for character building, so people go, oh. Yeah, I'm enjoying this show. It's a great show. And then they go, "Oh, here's the next character that they're introducing," and then he's getting his own show, like like what they gave them with the Punisher, except not with not to such a big degree. Absolutely, and what they did with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yep. I mean, the reason uh, Luke Cage is uh, people are very excited about Luke Cage is because uh, he was phenomenal in Jessica Jones. Yep, absolutely. So I, I, I think that, you know, it's, uh, you know, backdoor pilot, uh, cross promotion, whatever you want to call it. I think uh, I think it works. I, I think it works to their benefit. I, I mean, I would like I would like to see more. And we, we've I've whined about this before, um, <laughs> but I would like to see more uh, crossovers within the Netflix cinematic universe. Yeah, well, I mean, if I mean, there's only been two shows so far, really. Two shows, three seasons. Yeah, so they, there's not the they haven't had too much time to build up the world. So, yeah, and they've done some crossovers here and there with with some characters and stuff. So they're still world building a bit. And so, the, and we'll they see. did basically build in the Punisher this season. So that's your quote unquote yeah. guest star. Um, yeah. And so I, I think. I think they're on the right track, and it will be very interesting. I, I would assume, and uh, you know, it's I would you gotta have Jessica show up at, at least for an episode of Luke Cage. You okay, have so. to. Mm-hmm. Um. Beyond that, um. Uh, do I think you know? I doubt we'll see Daredevil. Um, maybe we see Claire. Well, we know Claire's in it. Um, yep. But I think you have to. I I, I think you need that because uh, you have to show the connection that you know that uh, that these characters will bump into each other from time to time. Hmm. Especially since you're not dealing with a uh, a whole city, you're dealing with a neighborhood in New York. But Luke well, Cage takes place in Harlem, so that... Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, so he's a little bit removed from where we've seen so far, but, like, we see Claire's coming over, so there's mm-hmm. there's no reason why Daredevil Jessica Jones... Uh, certainly Jessica Jones should show up. Like, it, it would kind of be surprising if she didn't at least show up for a cameo. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd definitely like to see... Uh, Iron Fist pop up in there somewhere, even just as Danny Rand. Yeah. 
Okay, so but we don't know. We don't know where he. You know, he could still be in the Himalayas at that point, or in you know Kunlun. Uh, so that's why I find the Danny. While I think it would be great, and it's a good good way to promote the Iron Fist series, I just don't know if if it fits into the timeline. Mm. And you're doing his origin in his show. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next piece of news. Have you ever heard of a character called Nightwatch? Vaguely. Okay, so supposedly, supposedly, this uh, character may be showing up in Spider-Man Homecoming or in another future MCU movie. Now, this is this is coming because of uh, Bleeding Cool has apparently uncovered the fact that a bunch of Sony employees have been buying up all of, of his appearances for some reason. So they, these people obviously have insider knowledge of the, as to what's coming in the future. And obviously, <laughs> when when a character is being introduced, their the sort of their first appearances and like mm-hmm. their early appearances tend to uh, skyrocket somewhat, especially for like vague characters that get redone slightly and then mm-hmm. become popular in the mainstream. The first appearances go through the roof. I mean, you look at even like Spider-Man, like from back in the days, first issue is worth what millions of dollars now. Hundreds good, of thousands, good copies. But, but yeah. Oh yeah, and Superman and, and stuff like yeah. that. They're first appearance. But I mean, if if you sort of if the lightning strikes, you know, you want to have you want to have their first appearance, and then you can flip it somewhere down the line. Well, yeah, yeah like so uh, Harley Quinn. I, you know. Mm. Uh, and it's not as drastic as Spider-Man or something, but that's a character. That's a character that was recently uh, released, or uh, recently became popular. Um, I believe her first appearance is you know six seven hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah. So what? What's hanging on to? Uh, if you, so if you've got any uh, issues of a web of Spider-Man. That feature Nightwatch or a She-Hulk that uh, features Nightwatch, then I uh, keep hold of them because apparently it looks like he may be popping up at some point. I think I I, I, I probably most of his parents came in the '90s in various titles. Hmm. I want to say I have I probably have it. <laughs> yeah, so keep keep hold of that one, chap. <laughs> I was Spider-Man 100, 99. Yeah, I think I have those. <laughs> <laughs> it was right around the time I quit uh, collecting comics, so because hmm. I, I stopped reading somewhere around the max, maximum cartage uh, storyline. Hmm. I think it was the cl- the Spider Clone thing that was uh, the last thing I read. Oh yeah, so. yeah, it got. Bit confusing there. Okay, um, Kevin Feige spoken out about uh, if you remember back to the events of Captain America: Winter Soldier, and if you remember back to specifically Sitwell talking to, I believe it was Cap and uh, Falcon on a rooftop, mm-hmm. and he name dropped Doctor Strange, and that mm-hmm. obviously Sitwell was outed as a member of Hydra, and uh, he mentioned a, a few different names, including Doctor Strange. Uh, Feige has now spoken out about that and sort of explained that. And uh, Feige says uh, he's a, he is very well known as a surgeon, 
He has got various awards and plaques that you're going to see over there. So this is referring to in uh, Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. He attends various galas and might be driving at one point in this movie. So obviously he's gonna he has a car crash as we know. Yeah. His name has rec has his name uh, he has name recognition and a talent and certain Hydra computers identified him as somebody that could cause trouble for their agendas. So he was 100% not the Sorcerer Supreme at this point in the timeline in Winter Soldier. So that confirms that Doctor Strange is set after the events of the Winter Soldier and not during or before. Okay. It's a, it's a lousy excuse, but all right. I mean... <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying it, but... Hey, it's their universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, next piece of news. It looks like Spider-Man Homecoming is going to feature the Stark World Expo. Yeah, that would make sense. So if you remember the... Uh, you remember Captain America, the first Avenger, mm -hmm. had a Stark Expo in it, which was cool. Iron Man 2, as well, had a Stark Expo in it. And we've not seen one since then. Did, so was it a Stark Expo at uh in I thought it was just the World's Fair in uh First Avenger. Well, well it was the World's Fair but it was like it was the Stark Expo cuz like Held Stark is up there on stage showing off his fucking floating car. He's showing off the Proto Lola essentially. And they had if you remember they had the the old human torch there. Mm -hmm. the, so yes, I remember the Android that. version and stuff, yeah. So yeah, it's cool that this this thing is just kind of keeping on going and popping up every so often. But yeah, they had the proper like Star World Expo in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Which was which was cool and uh, so it looks like it's going to be popping back in. I'm sure uh Spider Douche will probably be some uh uh phenom with some you know so, some type of cool device or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that plays in. Um final final news story. Mm. And I I've got a couple of other things that we'll talk about through the episode regarding certain things that happen in the episode, but uh one final piece of news, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has been talking out about uh the possibility of Shield returning to the MCU. Huh? So, he's been talking about the possibility of S.H.I.E.L.D. returning to the MCU. So, he means the movie. Okay. Just to be clear. Because <laughs> the S.H.I.E.L.D. has yeah, been going like, on. Uh, hey, what did I wa just watch? Yeah, but the, the public the, the public version, obviously. Um, so, he mentions that, obviously, S.H.I.E.L.D. was disbanded in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, to the public. But it's still been going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it looks like... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson will be returning at some point in the future. He hasn't said what movie in or when, but we know that Nick Fury is kicking about out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you'll see, he basically says you'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's good. I, th I think, I think the, the, the MCU's missed Nick Fury a little bit. It's missed that kind of one single figure grounding point. Well, he's done such a great job as Fury. Yep. 
I missed him in Captain America, though. Yeah. I thought he showed up there. Yeah, I, I was hoping for... I, he, he's been in all, the other two movies. Mm. And kind, yeah, I kind of did expect him, and I was like... Mm. But I guess it wasn't a Fury storyline. No, and he's been so he was in both the Avengers movies. So hopefully we'll see him, we'll see him back in the next one. We'll see. And I want to see him back in shoot. <laughs> yes, definitely. So that's all the news for now. Okay. Well, let's get into this week's episode, Andy, which is called Meet the New Boss, which is a line from a Who song. Okay. <laughs> which one? Won't get fooled again. Oh, okay. Meet the new boss, like same as the old boss, which he absolutely well, is not. <laughs> no, yeah, totally different. Or, yeah, but we'll get into that. Okay, so season two episode, two, eh, sorry, season four episode two, meet the new boss. Um, so this this episode kicks off. We have this young boy seeing a ghost, <laughs> and he then wakes up his dad, who tells him that there's no ghost because ghosts are not real. Uh, this, however, this ghost had uh, broken a picture, mm-hmm. and the, the the dad sort of picks it up, and then the ghost confronts him, and says, "What are you doing in my house?" And the guy's like, what are you talking about? Like, I've lived here, we've lived here for years and that sort of stuff. Uh, the ghost lady then sort of brushes forward and smashes into him. And he then starts to hallucinate that his son has the weird black eyes. Like we saw the, the Chinese guys last week. And like we saw me doing with Colson, seeing people with the sort of black eyes. Mm-hmm. So ghosts are a thing now, Chip. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, how are they going to explain this? Uh, we then see uh, Robbie Reyes being uh, followed to work by Stalker Daisy. Yeah. And he, when he gets to work, he mentions that he, he missed the game last night because he was out. He also says if it ain't silver and black, he doesn't give a damn. Is, is this a football reference? Cause yes. Totally flew over my head. Is it the, is it the Raiders? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done, Andy. <laughs> I could I, I I could not name a European soccer team. <laughs> Manchester. All right, there we go. That's about all I know. There's two. There's two Manchester teams. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was interesting to have that football reference because I knew it was a football reference, and I'm like, this has gone over my head. But Chip will know. I'm, I'm talking American football, not, not yes, soccer. real football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've I've kind of stopped following soccer football. I'm too busy these days. Um, we then see Fitz and Simmons investigating the the box from last week that the the ghost thing came out of. Uh, Fitz shines a sort of magic light on it, mm-hmm. and cue Gemma gasping. <laughs> uh, Fitz feels Fitz says he feels like a dark ages blacksmith looking at a Tesla. I, I assume he means the car here rather than like a Tesla coil. Maybe. And they see a sort of matrix-like containment field in the box, which was a bit weird. And like, what the fuck is this? Because it looks mm. like the matrix, like all this sort of green and black, like stuff going up and down. I'm like, okay, very weird. They don't don't know what's going on there. 
Um, Mac then pops in and tells them about the the family seeing uh, a ghost, like we saw at the start of the episode, and that the people were having like, these hallucinations as well. Uh, this caused Mac to check the footage from the uh, the Chinese bus last week. At, I forget what the place was called. The place with the infinity symbol. Right. That we saw last week. And uh, he saw that there was a ghost on the footage as well. So ghosts are real, Jeff, and not hallucinations. <laughs> I think they'll be explained, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, May and Coulson wait patiently to speak to the director. Uh, they are been waiting for over an hour. <laughs> the, director is, the director is basically making Coulson wait because he can, as he does. Um, Coulson also like spends like he has a sort of lingering look on this poster that says "suspect it, report it." Now, do you think this this is referring to like Inhumans? I would think like mm. if you suspect your neighbor is an Inhuman, you should report it. Like, that sort of thing? I didn't take a good look at the poster. Um, you know, in this is in this day and age, uh, ever since 9-11, the, the big uh, bu- motto over here is, if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, in this terms of... On that then, yeah. You know, like, if you see uh, an unattended bag at, mm. at you know, on the, tr- on the train platform... Mm. You know, uh, call the bomb squad. Mm. So this post, it was this post was actually quite interesting because it had like a sort of it was like an eye mm-hmm. with the uh, the shield logo as the iris, <laughs> and it looked a bit like uh, there's a there's a show like a reality TV show over here called Big Brother, mm-hmm. and it's like its logo is like an eye because it's like they put a bunch of people in a house and then there's cameras that follow them all yeah. the time. Yeah. We, we, uh, it's unfortunately on here most summers as well. Yes, this is an absolute garbage TV yes. show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what this reminded me of. But yeah, it's kind of the, the big brawl sort of thing. Shield is watching. But it, like it's the first piece of Shield sort of propaganda we've seen in a while. So mm-hmm. like, kinda, like it's like Shield putting their posters up and coming back out into the limelight, that sort of thing. Um, Coulson mentions in here that he doesn't he doesn't miss the meetings as well. <laughs> Like he doesn't miss the sort of bureaucracy yep. of uh, being the director. He's quite he's quite happy just with him going about on the Zephyr. And he he likes it. It feels like home now. May and May, May is not happy. May uh, thinks a there you know she, she started her thing. You know he's he's doing this just because he can, mm. uh, which may or may not be the case. But uh, she just does not like the director. Nope. Uh, meanwhile, Robbie, we see him working his day job, and he notices uh, Daisy's van sitting outside his work. So he takes a tire iron and goes to investigate it, uh, finds that there's no one in the van. So when he, but when he goes back into the sort of, uh, what do you call it? The, the garage. The garage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, Daisy's actually inside chatting to his boss, pretending to be an old school friend of his. <laughs> and and she she's got a lot of dirt. Yeah, she's been doing a bit of digging mm-hmm. here. Uh, she also mentions that he looks so different from the last time she saw him. Because <laughs> his head is not fucking on fire. 
she should have said something. Yeah, he 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 uh he used to be a bit of a hothead. That would have been that would have just made it. But you know, <laughs> she she also says that she's here because her uh, her van just burst into flames, and she she hears that Robbie's a bit of an expert on that, so that's why she's thought it was time to reconnect with him. She is just pushing his buttons. Yeah. So she's obviously been doing a bit of digging on mm-hmm. uh, into his past, and she knows where he went to school and stuff like that. And mentions that uh, he went, they went to uh, Crandale Elementary together, and they used to go to Moonraker Arcade in Little Tokyo every day, and they used to hang out there every day until his uncle came to pick him up. Now it's interesting that she mentions his uncle because in the comic book version of Robbie Reyes, like we've mentioned previously, it was his it was his uncle that like pushed his mother down the stairs and caused the injury to his brother that's correct yeah uh yes you're right hmm. it was so it, it was hmm. it was yeah i think it was his bro- his father's brother yep so th- there's obviously something like to do with his uncle that's happened in the past mm-hmm. so his presume let's let's assume for the moment that his uncle's a bad guy and has done something bad whether it be doing that or doing something else like becoming a serial killer or or whatever it ends up being uh but yeah the fact that his uncle has been mentioned there is definitely not an not an accident i don't think uh, robbie tells her to get lost or he'll get angry and he he fixes her uh, her car it was just a loose hose which presumably she'd uh, loosened herself but uh, and he and he gets he gets the car running again no it gets the van running again no problem uh, however she then quakes the van <laughs> breaking it again because <laughs> like a puff of smoke and she's like oh no look at that looks like we'll be here a while <laughs> which, which was very funny I just don't I I just don't understand I just don't understand why she's uh, doing this. Yeah, you don't poke the bear. No. Like <laughs> No. Just... Perfect. That's perfect, Andy. <laughs> if you see a bear, you'll observe it and then run away. Run the fuck <laughs> away. <laughs> don't go up to it and like, just start poking it with a stick. Very no. bad move. Um so back over at uh, Shield HQ, May and Colson have their uh, way to the director's office blocked by a huge dude. Uh, May tells this guy to move. She's like, move. And I love I love this. Coulson, uh, after a few seconds, she's like, he doesn't appear to be moving. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, this guy's name is Cecilio. Yep. Um, have you ever heard of a Cecilio in Marvel? Because I, no. I have. I've never heard of one. No. You, you could. You can maybe do some some research and see if there is one that exists. Because this guy was huge, and maybe he has a power. <laughs> or maybe he has, he has someone. Maybe. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, the the guy does eventually move and let them through. Uh, the director we, we see is consulting with some of his staff regarding sort of the relaunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the, the, all the sort of publicity and stuff like behind, uh, stuff behind that. Uh, so Coulson starts to kind of apologize for going after Daisy and he's got a whole speech prepared, but the director's like, oh, save it for another time. I, I don't want to hear it. Um, the director hasn't brought them in to berate them for going after Daisy. And he's got this team, he's got this motto. A team that trusts is a team that triumphs. My wife burst out la- Whoa. <laughs> Hang on. 
I, I was pulling up the ratings and I got a big, loud, nasty ad. <laughs> um, my my wife burst out laughing, saying that that sounds like something that one of her uh, com- her company's uh, management would say. Yeah, it's like uh, buzzwords. Mm. Oh, I hate I hate buzzwords. Just uh, I, I shiver every time I hear someone say something like this. You're just like, whoa, get it away from me. I don't like it. <laughs> But yeah, a team that trusts is a team that triumphs. Um, but yeah, basically he's saying that's because uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. needs the public's trust because they're about to unveil it to the public again. And uh, having Daisy, a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, uh, going around robbing banks is a problem. Uh, he, but he's only talking PR or optics, mm-hmm. which I've never heard PR re- referred to as optics, but okay. That is the new buzzword. Uh that I hear on a lot of television shows, uh, mm. you know, uh, you want – that that's not a good optic. You know, uh, if Donald mm. Trump has a hissy fit or, you know, something like that is caught on video, uh, it's, mm. it would be considered a bad optic. I think Donald anything Trump that has, has Donald Trump – <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Vote Chip. Please vote Chip. Chip happens. 2016. I am running. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, we had the, the, the first debate was uh, set, uh, Monday night. Mm. And for some reason, uh, they, to, they took away my microphone. Mm. I, I think it was because uh, I was showing up with Monica Lewinsky on one arm and Marble Ma- Marla Maples on the other. But, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to say a fucking word. I won the debate. After after watching those two idiots go at it for an hour and a half, how could you vote for either of them? <laughs> well, Chip happens, 2016. Vote. Write me in, yeah, people. Vote for Chip. Yep. Can- it would be interesting. Imagine a writing candidate won. Like- <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I have three shows. I'm pimping it everywhere. Write me yeah, in. Exactly. It could happen. <laughs> Chip happens. <laughs> Yeah, so he, he uh, mentions the public opinion is is very important. I'm running on the all uh, games party. Yeah. <laughs> and so the director then sends me out saying that she's one to keep an eye on, and that she's a riddle that he'd like to solve. Um, Colson says, "Oh, good luck with that." And when <laughs> May was exiting, is uh, it's it, we should point out that May sees him with the black eyes again. Mm-hmm. So she's basically seen essentially everybody having these black eyes she's starting to lose it now back at the playground in the lab uh, Max, Simmons and Fitz discuss this ghost and Fitz and Simmons obviously tried to explain it scientifically and they mentioned that it could be like, uh, Simmons mentions that it could be like Tobias Ford Did you remember, do you remember t- Tobias Ford? yes Was he the? I, I'm I'm gonna guess that by yes you mean no. <laughs> I no he was in one of the early he was in one of the season one episodes. He was yes yes he was in season one episode nine, and he was a dude that was basically stuck between this world yeah. and hell, and he was kind right. of ghost like because yep. he would sort of apparition out of thin air. Yeah, he would be able. He would still be able to interact with things in this world, but not at all times. 
and we can I think we can speculate back then that he was sort of stuck between here and like hell, like as in one of the as the the nine realms. Hell. Right. But yeah, he was kind of ghost-like. So they think it could be something to do with that. Like, so it's gone, sort of gone through a portal, or uh, perhaps it could be uh, a matter-energy phase shift, or maybe it was just a ghost. <laughs> like, and he wants it to be just a ghost. I really don't, because I don't believe in ghosts at okay. all. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the you had me worried. Seems, it seems absolutely ludicrous to me. Like, I, I think that I'm glad they're trying to explain it with science, and if they can explain ghosts by science then that that's incredible and all of those ghost hunting shows they instantly die <laughs> no one needs ever needs to watch them again i wasn't watching them to begin with but okay no no me, me neither <laughs> but i know that some people do watch them in in pit stock and people's reactions to things that aren't there Anyway, uh, the stuff that the uh, the box was made of was only made at Momentum Labs in three locations around the world, all of which have been shut down for years. Um, New York and Pasadena are two of the locations. They don't mention where the other one is because as soon as they say Pasadena, Mac is like, oh, fuck, we're going to Pasadena right now. And he, he requisitions a Quinjet for him and Fitz to head there uh, because the family at the beginning of the episode was from Pasadena. Right, and so the guy's obviously in in the hospital and whatnot just now. Now, did, did you? I, I thought it was kind of worrying at the start of the episode because I thought the guy, I thought we were going to see the guy attack the child. I was like, okay, that's really dark, even for like a ten o'clock show. That would be. Dark. I was a little I'm concerned. They, yeah, but yeah, I was kind of rooting for it too. You know, make it dark. Give it, Not give it, an, give it an edge. Yeah. No, not as dark as Gotham in their weird, like, turning a 13-year-old girl into, like, a 23-year-old woman. Very strange, that. Very strange. Anyway, uh, so, but Simmons is stuck uh, back at base uh, on assignment for the director. Team that trusts is a team that triumphs. Her expertise is needed at base for a tour. <laughs> uh, so is Coulson's, however. Um... Now, this was a slap in the face. Kind of, but he also kind of has a point. So the director is talking to Coulson, and he's basically saying that history and SSR trivia is where Coulson shines, and he is the expert on S.H.I.E.L.D. and not the new director. The new director here, he also mentions that he doesn't have the anonymous unlimited funding that Coulson had to build a secret billion-dollar helicarrier and such. <laughs> Shields, uh, Shields' budget now hinges on the UN and the Sokovia Accords and on uh, impressing the Appropriations Committee who are come to visit and basically wants Coulson to be their like liaison over there. And to he wants give them up. to be the tour guide. Yeah, he's been the tour guide. He'd be a good tour guide. I would love for Coulson to take me around <laughs> that base. I'd be like, Coulson, what's this? And what's this? And what's this? And like, why is this here? And why did this happen? Where's Lola? Uh, yeah, where the fuck is Lola? Can I touch her? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no one gets to touch Lola. Um, but yeah. Uh, we then see the uh, ghost lady that we saw uh, last week and at the start of this episode uh, going to a lab and phasing through a door with a sort of reactor chamber in it. And there are five more boxes in this, like the one that we already saw. 
that the Chinese guys opened last week. So she opens one of the boxes and this gas comes out and out pops a ghost man called Hugo. Not Hugo Strange, although the yeah. man is quite strange. Uh, we also we, we did find out that this lady's name is Lucy. And this guy, uh, Hugo, says to her, what did he do? And we find out that there are four other people in the boxes that are, are sitting there and that they've been in there for years. Out back at uh, back at Robbie's work, uh, the garage, we find out that Daisy has been looking into Ghost Rider's kills, and basically he's killed everyone for vengeance because they've done something bad. Uh, she hasn't been able to confirm that all these people were bad, but seemingly he had information on them that they were bad, so he, he went and killed them. But it's not really him that's doing it, like because he's he's turned into the Ghost Rider. And right. Technically, it's the sort of demon that's killing them, not him. And As he does mention that he doesn't remember everything that happens when he's a Ghost Rider. And he kind of alludes to that, saying, uh, my problems go away in a little bit. You know, basically that her being his problem. Yeah. He's not going to do anything, uh, but she's going to be taken care of. Not by (laughs) him. The other guy. The other guy. The other guy, yeah. Uh, So she tells him about the uh, watchdogs hunting the Inhumans, and she sort of tries to counsel him a little bit here, and he's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 I'm not an Inhuman. So straight out says it, he's not an Inhuman. So different from... In fact, well, he wasn't an Inhuman in the the comic books. No, he wasn't. But yeah, so he's not an Inhuman, so not tied into that sort of thing at all, which I think is very good, uh, because we relied a bit too much on the Inhumans for, like, powers and for problems last season and mm-hmm. they're going away from that a little bit this season which is good uh, he, he also mentions that she can't save his soul because he already said it, sold it to the devil because he was the only one that was buying so he's had an interaction with the devil most, li- most likely Mephisto or, or maybe he's meaning like a met- metaphorical devil of some kind like a, a person but we, we would discuss that more at the end uh he, he says, well, he's done talking. He says, well, do you want to throw down again or turn me in? Just go ahead, do what you want. His boss then leaves, and uh, Robbie says that he's got nothing to lose. And Daisy decides to poke the bear again. And he's like, oh, but what about Gabe? He's like, oh, you shouldn't have mentioned my brother. And he 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 gets uh, he picks up a wrench, and it, obviously it goes on fire. <laughs> he's got this flaming wrench. Gets all flamey. Yeah, which he attacks her with. He then attacks her with a flaming exhaust. And Daisy tries to drop a car on him. But he manages to dodge that easily enough and then smashes her her arm with the exhaust before punching her and knocking her out. Which was not the best fight. No. (laughs) We we know Daisy's capable of more, but um, hey, you know... It's a long season. That special effects budget uh, is going to get drained pretty quick. Yeah. Plus, she's she's definitely carrying like a bit of an injury at this mm-hmm. point. Like because because she's not got the she's not stable and she's not got the sort of shield backing. Although she is still getting the pills from uh, from Yo-Yo, obviously that that we saw her get in the last episode. She's uh, hurting herself every time she's quaking essentially because she's not on a stable mental footing at the moment. Now, uh, back over at the playground, uh, Piper, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, is is still still around. 
So they're they're definitely they're making a thing of her being around, and she's she was in a couple episodes last season, if you remember, mm-hmm. and she was in last episode and this season. So she's she's becoming a, a an actual proper character in the show. Um, she's so not a red shirt. She's not a red shirt. Yeah, definitely not. Or or they're pitching her up for like a a meaningful death. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but she is. Uh, she's on edge. Uh, she comes out of this sort of training room and uh, calls me ma'am. <laughs> and May's like, "What? Did, why did you call me ma'am?" And she's like, "Well, do you want me to call you colonel or like commander or, or what?" She's like, "Yeah, just stick to me." She's like, "Okay, I can do me. I I can do that me." Because <laughs> that's that's why I thought mm. she said I can do me. I I, I absolutely burst out laughing. I thought it was ladies. And and when May sort of turns away, she's got this like wry smile on her face, um, which was odd considering the rest of the episode because she like when she saw uh, when she saw uh, Piper, she didn't have black eyes. No, I don't. I don't think there's any. It, it seems to co- it seems to flare up from time to time. Yeah. So the uh, the director then brings in these delegates and introduces introduces them to Coulson. The shield and SSR expert, and he mentions that the uh, this base was built in 1949, and that Peggy Carter oversaw construction of the base, and that Coulson seemingly knows more about it than Peggy Carter, which is cool to have like a, a couple of little Peggy Carter references. In I thought that was fantastic. I mean, you know, it ties it in, and those are the ties we want. Yep, absolutely. Um, May then, when she's walking past the delegates, sees them all with black eyes. Yeah, and starts and freaking. She, yeah, she's kind of starting to freak out a bit here because she's seeing everybody with the black eyes except Piper. And she goes to ask the uh, the leader of the Chinese gang about it. And he asks her why why doesn't everyone else see their faces? And obviously that's referring to the, the black eyes. No one else is noticing it except for this guy and me. I would have thought me would kind of sort of rationalize this and go, okay, well... These guys are all affected by this, and I may knows I think that they were affected by something. So she would, I think she would have been smart enough to assume that she'd been affected by it as well. But this thing clearly affects your perception of reality, mm-hmm. and her reality has become a bit warped, and she's become focused on like these people having black eyes, and she needs to fix it. But yeah, she says that she uh, she can't help them because it's, it's everywhere. And this guy then starts to bash his head into the door over and over. And Simmons then appear, appears at this point and May sees her with the black eyes as well. And Simmons releases like a gas into the room so the guy can't... It basically knocks the guy out and he can't hurt himself anymore. Uh, on the Quinjet, Mac is doing inventory. On his iPad. Yep. Inventory. Uh, he's, he's in, well, we say inventory. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm translating for those of us that speak okay, English. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um he says here that he's uh <laughs> he says here that he's a mechanic and Fitz is like, No no, you're an engineer and a small tank. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Mac mentions here that he can't tell if some of their medication supply is missing or if he's just too fried to figure it out. Because he's, he says he's getting a little bit overwhelmed with all the sort of paperwork and sort of bureaucracy mm-hmm. so that they have to go through. Even when they're away, like on a mission, he's still having to do like 
filing and uh, inventory and in inventory. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel right saying all that. <laughs> but yeah, um, he, we also found out that he's been skyping with Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. Uh, now back over at this lab, the uh, this ghost lady releases the other ghosts from the boxes, and they mention that they shouldn't have used the dark hold. Right. Have you have you ever heard of this before? Yes. This is okay. a huge uh, book in the Marvel mystical universe. Mm -hmm. uh, the Darkhold was... I remember it, it had a lot to do... Uh, when we were doing... I was listening to the... To our Ghost Rider primer, uh, season one primer, and I was talking about the fact that Danny Catch was part of a Marvel imprint that uh, dealt with uh, mystical books and it was ghost rider mobius or morbius um blade and there was another one which was uh sort sort of a ghostbusters type thing uh but serious uh and the darkhold was is like the necrocom necrocomicon or necrocominom Whatever, however that, whatever that Lovecraft book is, uh, of the Marvel Universe. You there or did I? I... Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, right. uh, no, no. I'm just, uh, it was. So just having a look at this, it was. It's previously been held by the likes of Morgan Le Fay, Alfred, the Mad Monk. Cagliostro, Taboo, Gregor Rusoff, and Doctor Strange. Yep. So, kind of interesting. I don't know quite how this is going to tie in, if it's going to tie into Doctor Strange or, or how that's going to play out, but mystical. We've gone mystical. Very mystical. Things. Yes, and we've got this magic book now. And previously, this show has been almost entirely set in science. Even with the, the Inhumans, that it was all explained with chemical reactions, basically, and the aliens and the Kree and stuff like that. They explained uh, away the Norse gods as aliens. Yeah, and now we have a magic fucking book <laughs> and ghosts. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah, we're going mystic, definitely. Interesting. I I've never heard of the Dark Hole before. So, um,. This lady uh, mentions that she wants to find this uh, book, The Dark Hold, to, to fix themselves and then use it to kill him, who, who was responsible for them becoming ghosts, along with, uh, along with anything that tries to stop them. So, presumably, that will include S.H.I.E.L.D. Probably, yeah. Uh, back over at the garage, uh, Daisy wakes up tied to a chair with a fractured arm and... Robbie mentions that if she tries to bust out, she'll break her arm. So she just kind of sits there. She could have got out of that easily because it wasn't she wasn't tied up that tightly. Um, but yeah, Robbie's basically looking through her stuff, looking for proof that she deserves to die so that he can kill her and get rid of the problem of her knowing who he is. Uh, he also mentions that she that he's never been caught before, and that she has a death wish. And he wants to make her wish come true. He's a helpful guy like that, you know? Yeah. Um, the ghosts kind of 
the ghosts over at the the lab plan to fix themselves. However, one of them wants to destroy the place for some reason. Presumably, it holds bad memories for him. It's like burn this place to the ground. There's definitely a bit of conflict between these ghosts. And there's one that can't talk, right? Yeah, and there's one that can't talk. Oh! <laughs> Shouting and nothing's yeah. coming out. Uh, it's also mentioned that uh, Robbie is serving vengeance and Davy, Davy? <laughs> Daisy is serving penance. Uh, Robbie mentions that he hunted the skinheads down because they spilled innocent blood. And he's not, he doesn't seem to really be interested in the big picture. And he, he kind of mentions that they're not so different and then flip-flops on that and says that they are different, he's not like her. And then, <laughs> and then she's like, well, you just said like, 10 seconds ago that we're not so different, so make your mind up. Yeah. But yeah, Daisy, Daisy then mentions, uh, uh, she says, oh, who, who knows what they stole from the uh, Momentum Energy Lab in Pasadena? And Robbie's like, oh, shit, and then runs away. So this obviously triggers something for, mm -hmm. uh, for him. He knows something about this. And Daisy's like, well, shit, I need to get out of this now. So she quakes her way out of the chair very easily and presumably breaks her arm in the process and gives chase to him. She sort of quake jumps on top of his car. But he uses the uh, flames from his engine to make her let go. It was it was a cool scene. I don't want to call it a car chase because it isn't. No, it was very brief, but yeah. very cool. Now, uh, back at the playground, Simmons is late to uh, her meeting or presentation, but Congress is used to waiting around, so they don't mind. Oh, I thought they were late to come to her. No, no, she was late to come oh. to them. All right. She was 15 minutes late. Um, and the director tells the uh, the delegates to feel free to smile and nod while she talks, because <laughs> that's what he does. He doesn't understand a word she's talking about, which is it's kind of demeaning to her, I think. A little and, like, dismissive, but yeah, he, he's, like, he's just this... Goofy, uh, funny guy, you know, he's uh, kind of a douche. Yeah, he's like the public face of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the friend. The, yeah. He's the guy on the poster with like his thumb up going, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> the team that trusts. Triumphs. Sort of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, one, of the, one of the delegates... Uh, Decides that they want to have a look around the containment labs because that's where uh, Simmons was. That's why she was late. Um, and the director's like, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that?" But it, no, because it's not the best idea. Because Coulson has a better one. Because um, uh, yeah, the containment labs are not safe to go to right now because that guy was bashing his head off and there's blood everywhere. And you don't want to show them that because yeah. these people are responsible for the funding. You need to keep that bit a bit hidden. So he's got he's got a better idea. Uh, who wants to step inside a real live Quinjet? <laughs> and these these delegates are like, holy shit, yes, I want to do that. And presumably they, they they've seen Quinjets and heard about them because the Avengers use Quinjets. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I can pretend to be Thor for the day. He he yeah, it's sort of like a bad high school or junior high uh, field trip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're getting to see all the exciting parts. Let's come on, kids. Let's go go climb on, take a take a look at or sit in a Quinjet. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, I'd want Santa Quinn Jet. I would want to sit. I'd be. I'd be okay. So, uh, Simmons tells Colson that May was talking to Chen, who's the the sort of leader of the Chinese guys before he went mad. And Colson's like, "Okay, well, I need to go and sort this out." And uh, Fitz and Mac, who has his badass shotgun axe back again, uh, investigate uh, Momentum Labs, which we find out is where the ghost people were as well. Uh, they find the the room with this sort of. Con- the sort of uh, containment reactor thing, and the boxes. So, uh, the boxes are now obviously all empty. Mm-hmm. And a ghost appears behind Fitz, and it's it was quite funny because like Fitz is just standing there, and from Fitz's perspective, all he sees is like Mac pulling up a shotgun and aiming at him, and he's like shit, ducks, and uh, Mac shoots this ghost, and he sort of vanishes. But he'll be back. He's a ghost. Uh, they see that. He's a ghost. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about shotguns. Cause he's, which I mean, if it was, if it was like a, a person that was sort of intangible. If they were tangible and you shot them, then they would be injured. So, this is a real ghost somehow. Um, but yeah, we see that a self destruct has been set off, and there's a, a sort of timer counting down. Um, May tells Coulson about her uh, looking for the. The contaminant that's been brought in and how she's trying to save everyone. She's going a bit frantic, like looking through everyone's locker and try to find this thing of what's happened. And she mentioned she's trying to save everyone. But uh, Coulson manages to persuade her to come to the lab to figure out who's been infected because they have everyone's blood sample there. Now, uh, back at Momentum, the ghost comes again and Mac manages to fend him off with some steam. Uh, the reactor's been set to blow, and it, there's the potential that it could take out a couple of city blocks. And Fitz, tries, Fitz is trying to work on the computer to try and stop it. Meanwhile, the ghost manages to hit Mac with a box, and then locks him into this chamber. And Fitz offers, Fitz offers to help him. He's like, stop it, we can help you. And the guy's like, nope. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, don't know what to say to that. I'm like... If you don't want my help, well, I can't do anything for you. Now, at, uh, at the playground, Coulson leads me to the training room, and she beats everyone up, including Piper and Coulson himself, because she sees everyone with black eyes. Now, I didn't notice if she saw Piper with black eyes, but we can kind of assume that she did. But yeah, she beats everybody up, and it was pretty pretty awesome to see her just like flipping around, and uh, even with Coulson, because Coulson's like, obviously got his hand and he manages to like stop her punch, but then she just punches him with her other, other hand. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, but yeah." So she's beating everyone up until the director steps in, and she punches him <laughs> in the sort of chest, and he just like stands there and takes it. You're like, okay, he's he's tough. Like, fair enough. Under that business-like suit, he's got abs of steel. But she then smashes him in the face with a pipe. And it doesn't even scratch him. And she then tries to punch him, and he just catches her punch. And she, she says to him, oh, you're a monster. And he's like, eh, I prefer the term inhuman. He then picks her up by the throat and pins her up against the wall and smashes her head against it, knocking her out. Coulson says to him, oh, too bad you can't put that on the tour. <laughs> he's like, not yet. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Who is this guy? 
Well, uh, you know, there have been rumors that he is a he is tied to the Marvel Universe in and oh shit, sorry, hang on. I was trying to. I was re- re- looking for uh, Momentum Labs for any references, and all I'm getting are nasty commercial uh, commercials. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So who is this guy? And they they had teased him as having ties, uh, some major ties to the Marvel universe, going back decades. And the, what uh, people were, you know, his name is Jeffrey. It's Jeffrey, right? Yes. Yep, yep, that's right. Je- and that could he be Jeffrey Mace, who was known as the Patriot back in, he was a member of the Invaders, I believe, or the All Winners Squad. All Winners Squad, yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. Um, which... A lot of their members joined the Invaders in some of the issues. Um, the Invaders was one of my favorite, one of my first and favorite comics mm. back in the seventies, um, and and the Invaders were the uh, base team was Namor, Human Torch, Toro, which was the Human Torch's sidekick, Cap, and Bucky. But uh, the Patriot was a sort of a Captain America ripoff. Yep. One of many. Yeah. Uh, And that he and that his name was Jeffrey Mace. And there is a rumor, you know, now there's a rumor going around. Not only is uh the patriot going to be in in uh shield but they could be pulling back the liberty legion which was also the all winner squad uh into uh into the marvel universe could this be the next spin off hmm. uh, not to be just not to be confused with uh, patriot um Eli Bradley who was in the young avengers different patriot this is much older patriot and was it the super patriot who was the guy that took over the captain america man mantle uh for a bit uh i think well it does mention in this article that uh this patriot was captain america at one point right the jeffrey mace version but uh there was uh there was the one uh that was kind of a vigilante Somewhat kind of a Punisher. Well, there was the Iron Patriot as well. Who there's there's the Iron Patriot, Norm, but there was Norman Osborn. Super Patriot or something, but this is the original Patriot. And yeah, he was he was a Captain America fill-in uh, with indestructible skin. And, but... They're talking that it's not only going to be him, but that they could be bringing back the entire Liberty Legion. It's interesting to uh, have him be an inhuman, which is obviously different Mm -hmm. from his origins in the comic book. Yes. 
So, but yeah, it could be cool to see the, the Liberty Legion come into it. It's not not someone that I'm familiar with, but uh, one other thing that's uh, notable about uh, Jeffrey Mace, mm-hmm. probably not going to go with it. The, they're probably not going to go with this in Shield, but he is the uncle by marriage of Thunderbolt Ross. So he's Thunderbolt Ross's uncle. Is that what you're saying? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, in the Liber- the Liberty Legion uh, also had, I think her name was Miss America and the Wizard. Mm. Was Miss Patriot, I think. I thought it was Miss America. It was his sidekick, it says here. Okay. I thought... Uh, um, but uh, they were... They were allegedly the birth parents of the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Okay. I mean, well. that got retconned, but uh, <laughs> at one point it was believed that they were... Uh, and there's there's a, this really weird uh, storyline involving them, uh, Wondergore Mountain, and the High Evolutionary. But uh, that uh, the wizard and I thought her name was Miss America were uh, their parents. Hmm. But yeah, interesting to see that pop up, and I assume we'll get some sort of confirmation of of that going forward in the season. It's just a weird. I mean, it's such an obscure set of characters. Yeah, I think it's a good move though um, to to have like a power person as a director. But we'll, we'll get into that. Um, more mm. at, the, at the end of the episode here. Um, now back over at Momentum, the reactor starts to melt down. Um, the ghost appears again and goes for Fitz, but just as he's a, about to sort of grab Fitz and obviously make Fitz see the everyone with black eyes, uh, Ghost Rider shows up and grabs the ghost. Uh, Daisy shows up just behind him and uh, opens the chamber, freeing Mac. Uh, ghost Rider then turns this ghost guy to Ash and grabs a picture of the of eight momentum scientists mm-hmm. from a notice board on the way out. So this is these are his targets essentially, and we can we can kind of assume that the ghosts that we saw earlier were these uh, scientists, and he's gonna gonna then go and hunt them down. At least five of them, anyway, because we know that there were five six ghosts. Sorry, because there was the lady ghost as well. Right, I believe. Uh, now. Fitz then manages to stop the reactor melting down and Daisy stops Mac from going after Ghost Rider because he's like, well, what the fuck is that? And I need to go and deal with that because that's clearly bad and this guy is a murderer, so I need to take my shotgun axe and bash it on this guy's head until until the flame goes out. But Daisy's like, no, no, no. Just don't do that. It's very bad. Uh, Daisy then goes back onto the... uh, the Quinjet with them, and Mac sort of Mac uh, gives her a splint, bandages up her arm and that, and they sort of discuss the morality of Ghost Rider killing people and how she's run about with a vigilante. She's like, no, 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 I'm not running with this guy. He's just we happened to cross paths, and yeah, yeah, he mentions how she he's a vigilante who decides who lives or dies, very much like the Punisher. And this kind of reminded me of like Daredevil's mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil and the Punisher's chat, and. Daisy kind of defends him, and she's like, oh, he can't be all bad. <laughs> You're like, okay, Daisy, you've drunk the Kool-Aid. 
Yeah, I, I'm not getting the, uh, I'm not getting the Ghost Rider Quake thing. It just doesn't work. Well, I mean, she's obviously looked into his past and stuff, and she mm. knows his story, which we only know snippets of it. So she knows more about it than us. So she knows that there's some good in him, and obviously, like with him caring for his brother or, or and and whatnot, whatever's gone on there. And we obviously we haven't found out why he sold his soul to the devil and, and that sort of thing. So when we find out that, maybe this will reveal the good in him. But yeah, I mean, he didn't kill Daisy, so he can't be all bad. Uh, but yeah, Mac bandages up her arm, and he wants her to come home with them, uh, so she can get the bone healing drug. But uh, the supplies are running a bit low. Oh wait a minute. And Mac, the kind of penny drops for Mac, and he's like, oh, shit, Yo-Yo's stealing the drug for Daisy. And she's been in contact with Daisy the whole time. And, yeah, Mac is pissed at this. <laughs> and Fitz is pissed at this. And he mentions how Daisy's turned her back on the team. And uh, Fitz feels like, very hey. betrayed. Yeah, he does. And he's like, oh, we've all been through terrible things, and we've never turned our backs on each other. Um Obviously, I mean, think of what Fitz has been through, like all the stuff mm-hmm. where, like Simmons been away and like he was like brain damaged and stuff for a while, and like he he never wavered at all. He was always like a member of the team, same with Mac. And like if you remember, Trip died. It was like a close member of the team, and they just they all stuck together and pulled together and did what needed to be done. And uh, yeah, Daisy just fucked off after Lincoln died, basically. But yeah, she say, she says that she's just doing what she needs to do. Okay. Uh, Col- uh, now back at the playground, Colson takes a picture of the director with the delegates because he loves a photo up. <laughs> but don't post this photo on Facebook or Snapchat or your re-election campaign website because you all signed an NDA. And unlike the climate change accords, this one is enforceable. So I... I, I the climate change accords are not enforceable? Like, somehow? I, I don't know. He's just being Mr. Politic. Mm-hmm. He's speaking their language. Is, yeah. Is what, what he's doing here. He's giving them the rhetoric and the sort of buzzwords and, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, he says, if all goes to plan, next time they meet, it'll, yeah, it'll be a lot more public. Uh, the, these delegates then leave, and uh, Colson, the director... Have a little chat, and Colson's like, "Oh, I've I've got a plan for what we could do in May." And Director's like, "No, no, no, it's fine. I've got it handled." Um, Colson's like, "But no, no, no." And the director is like, "No, no, it's cool." Colson, just leave it. Uh, and he and they then have a bit of conversation about uh, how he became the director, and basically it was Colson's idea for Colson to step down. He he said to the president that I need to step down because of reasons, because everyone thinks I'm dead, essentially. Mm-hmm. He can't be the public face of Shield because most people think he's dead. Like, uh, obviously, the Avengers all think still think he's dead, and everyone, basically everyone except for Fury in the universe, thinks he's dead. And obviously, Maria Hill, and uh, and he also thinks I had the idea that the new director should be a powered person that the public could trust, and they came up with this guy. And he mentions. Uh, the director mentions that with uh, with Captain Rogers going AWOL, they wanted a hero to be the, the new face of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, the, the only issue with that is that we've never heard this guy mentioned before in the universe, so how is he a hero? 
Well, he's one of the... I'm going to assume, and I mean, obviously we're going to get more backstory in the weeks to come, mm-hmm. that he's a transformed uh, human, an inhuman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that probably got his abilities from the fish oil or what have you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, is one of the, you know, was one of their subjects Hmm. that they found. He's got to have done some stuff in that six months, like the Hmm. six month time jump. He must have done something in there to now be considered to be a hero. Like that, that's what it must be. And we we need to see, there'll be a flashback of some kind where we'll see him being a quote unquote hero. This patriot, most likely. Uh, Coulson... He does mention that Coulson's one of his top advisors, but when it comes to May and Daisy, he can't be objective. Uh, so he tells Coulson, be the best agent that we've got, and, and I'll be the best director that I can be. But And then Coulson's like, oh, but May's treatment. And he's like, sorry, that's classified. And then he just walks away. And we then see uh, May in his straight jacket strapped to a gurney on a Quinjet with a bunch of people on it being flown around the earth. yeah those people look very uncomfortable yeah they're like i don't want to be here doing this like i mean surely it doesn't take that many people to sit there and watch her it's very strange um and then we then see daisy going back to her van which won't start it's broken again probably because she quaked it and broke it uh and robbie then shows up and picks it up because he wants to work together and he thinks that He's the connection between all the things that are going on. So like the ghosts and, and between the watchdogs and the Russians working together and them stealing the stuff from Momentum and all that. So he's the connection. That was the end. And then we saw... Uh, was that... Yeah, that was the... The after credit scene. Um, yeah. And we saw scenes from next week where there is... A, or from two weeks where there is a uh, global blackout. Yes. People are going nuts. And it looks like uh, May is about to die, from Mm -hmm. what we don't know. Yeah. So it kind of looks like she's on life support for some reason. Maybe they put her in a coma to try and shake this sort of thing out of her. Um, And then she ends up, obviously, the blackout knock out the machines and... Then they have to do whatever they need to do to save her. But interesting that they, they go like global blackout because that affects everyone in mm-hmm. the universe. So next time that anything shows up, there better be a fucking blackout mentioned. Like, I remember that time there was a blackout and all those people went crazy. That needs to be mentioned. And it looks like some. Here's the thing if there's a global blackout, and, you know, there's some group involved. I'm going to assume it's the Watchdogs, but it looks yeah. a lot like Anonymous. Um, yep. If there's a global blackout, who's watching your broadcast? <laughs> That's true. And how, and that was the thing. <laughs> it was like, okay, uh, there's a little flaw in the logic here because if every if there's a blackout, then nobody's TV is working. Their internet is, isn't working. So how they how can they watch your message? 
I mean, it's it's fair enough if they like take over every channel and every, mm. every like YouTube video and stuff like that. But yeah, if you have, cause a global blackout, nobody 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 knows can, who, nobody who can did. watch your show. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's only like for like ten seconds. Maybe mm. cause a global blackout for ten seconds, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we just did that. We can do it again." Okay. Weird. But yeah, interesting. Curious to see what what way they go with that, and how exactly would you cause a global blackout? Like, how would how, how would you do that? I don't even think that's possible. Oh, got I don't to, know. Got to, be um, an, got to be an inhuman power. I don't think it's going to be an EMP pulse, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. Well, if it's watchdogs, they're pretty much against powered humans, but. Somehow you pull down the grid in every I mean, country. If you cause a global blackout, knock out all, seemingly all electric. Exactly how that is accomplished. Uh, that'll be an interesting, that'll be uh, something that I'll be looking forward to seeing how they explain it. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's very interesting to, to think about as well. Like, if it. I mean, if, I don't know. Do you have just, any ideas? I mean, it's got to be. I think it's got to be an inhuman. Hang on. Yeah. Talk. I think it's hello, hello. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. So I think it's got. I think it's got to be an inhuman. I don't think there's any other way that they can explain it properly, like a nuclear EMP bomb of some kind. But if you go, you can't really go down the EMP route and have it affect the whole world because that leads to other problems in other shows and that leads to world changing events and massive disasters happening across the world like you think about like how many aircraft are in the air at any one time you set off an EMP that knocks out the entire world's power that's going to cause hundreds if not thousands of planes to crash that's like mm -hmm. uh, mass murder on a scale that has never been seen before that's like Avengers level events then yeah that, that's that, exactly what I was thinking yeah. So, I mean, that can't happen here. There's no way they can do that. So they need to only knock out the power on, like, mainland Earth. The fact that they've said, even the fact that they've said that it affects the whole world is mental. Because that's going to affect Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, everybody. Like, <laughs> I mean, Luke Cage is about to air. I guarantee there's nothing about Luke, in Luke Cage about a blackout. Be interesting. It would be cool if this, uh, it is referenced in future shows or movies. But yeah, I mean, I think they need to. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they go with that. But global blackouts a dangerous way to go. Like <laughs> this all connected universe that uh, the movies don't acknowledge the TV show. It's only sort of connected, Andy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, do you think of this episode overall? Um, what I really liked. I mean, okay, uh, overall, it was a pretty low-key episode to an extent. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of the ghost thingy. It, it's not hooking me yet, but I'll be interesting to see where it goes. And um, I'm sure it's going to have some references to the Marvel Universe. Uh, the Darkhold being one of them. Uh, that mm -hmm. is... That is a big reference. Um, I'm still not a big fan of S.H.I.E.L.D. becoming the new Ghostbusters. 
I, I really don't want him to go down the the mystical route. I, you know, leave that to Doctor Strange. Leave that to other things. This is a show about a government agency, super spy agency. That's what Shield is. Well, Shield aren't really the Ghostbusters because they can't do anything to the ghosts. <laughs> They're like, I'll shoot them. Nope. I'll, I'll spray them with steam. Nope. That doesn't work. I'll, I'll get a man with a flaming head. Cool. That works. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting story. I want to see where it goes, especially when you're throwing in the dark hold. Um, the idea that Jason O'Mara is actually the Patriot and how how they're going to do that, especially since you know the original Patriot is from the 1940s. I guess we're not going there. Um, you know, they teased me last year with the Secret Warriors, and that was a huge bust, in my opinion. Um, so seeing the Liberty Legion or the Invaders or the All Winner Squad somehow uh, reform uh, as modern day characters that's i i just don't i i it's not the television show i want it's not the shield replacement show that i want next year Mm. um just because the characters are kind of on the lame side yeah but i mean we've only seen one character so far so and they've obviously changed up him completely, changed him up completely from his origin story yeah. and whatnot, and brought him to the modern day. And he does seem kind of like cheesy and like that sort of cheesy public face hero sort of thing that you would want for the face of Shield. So I, I'm going to be really interested to see what they do with his like origin story of him becoming an inhuman and, and him somehow becoming a hero because he did say the word hero. Yeah. So presumably he's gonna have had a costume at one point. It'll be interesting. But I did like, you know, I mean, we heard mentions of Captain America. We uh, mentions of, you know, classic Shield. We had references to Peggy Carter. Um. And that's what the show that that's what the show has been missing. Uh, you know, I keep throwing in the dark hold, but that's huge. Mm. That is, you know, a major uh, Marvel uh, book, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a huge cosmic. You know, it's you know it's on the scale of the cosmic cube uh, and things like that in terms of an, a Marvel artifact. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so I think. Having uh, having references to that, have, knowing that the Darkhold is going to show up, uh, do I think that, do I really want to see, you know, if it, if it was a perfect world, instead of the Punisher, uh, we would see Doctor Strange show up. Mm, yeah. Because you're, you have the Ghost Rider, you have the Dark Hold. Now you're getting into the really, uh, you know, the mystical side of the universe. He, that is the character that needs to show up, not Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, not, not the Punisher. You mean? Yeah, not yeah, the Punisher. Okay. Um, this this 
gas or what these ghost people i was waiting to you know i was waiting to see if there were references to madam mask and what they were doing with the dark matter back in the 40s because that's what i have a feeling this is going to lead to is something to do with dark matter okay but um yeah i mean it was a decent episode but uh you know, I think you're kind of falling back into the shield uh, tropes of a slow burn. And are people going to wait around to see the, you know, are are the, are the you know, is the audience going to stay around to, for, to see the payoff in episode 10? See, I, I, I kind of disagree with that, the, like the slow burn thing. I think there are, they were basically setting up the story for this season in this episode where you've got mm. like the ghost rider going after yeah. these ghosts and this whole thing with the dark hold, like these the ghosts are going after the dark hold and then the ghost rider's gonna be chasing behind them. Um whether or not it's been the ghost rider that's created the ghosts, I don't think so. my my sort of, my sort of theory, certainly at this point, is that it's been the quote unquote, let's say, the the devil, right? So this is the guy that uh, Robbie made the deal with to become the Ghost Rider. It's been this devil guy, and he's the guy that made these people ghosts as well. And this is how it's all connected mm-hmm. in together. Could be. But yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Thought it was really good. Not too much like fights or anything, but uh, yeah. good like story development. And I really liked the director. Thought he was excellent. Totally not what I was expecting after the the first episode. Uh. No, he's kind of what I expected. I didn't. I didn't expect <laughs> him to be so PR, a PR type of guy that he is. I expected more of a bureaucrat and yep. following regulations and, mm. uh, you know, being one of the, you know somebody who gets totally wrapped up in red tape. And instead, we get, um, you know, basically a salesman. Superhero salesman. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be curious to see if the uh, if like if he is publicly known as a hero for one, and for two, if they sort of embrace that when they're announcing Shield back to the public again. And I'll be interested to see who announces them as well, because Nick Fury is dead, Coulson is dead. Maria Hill is working for Stark at this point. Yeah, and we haven't seen her for ages in the in the MCU. Uh, last you seen her was at the end of Age of Ultron, working for Stark. And she wasn't even in Captain America at all. I don't think she's going to be in Spider Man Homecoming either. I doubt it. So it'll be interesting to see who comes in and announces that Shield is back. It needs to be somebody public, like the president. It would be the one that would make sense. It would be easily yeah. doable in the show because we've seen him in the show before. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Look forward to the next one. But yeah, so we did get a few uh, tweets and Facebook things as mm-hmm. well. So have you got the Facebook ones up? Do you want to do the numbers first? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Right. so you, the numbers, how, how are they? Uh, not great. 
Last week, uh, live plus one was a 1.1. We're down to a 0.9 this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this this show, This Is Us, is uh, the big... uh, the big show uh, of the season right now, or at least of the night, and it it got the strongest numbers. Mm-hmm. It was the top scripted show of the night for the second week with a 2.6 rating. So, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is holding its own, and like, you know, like James Warren pointed out, like we pointed out earlier uh, when we did the Live Plus 3 numbers, it's it's getting it's getting its share, but it's doing it as the way it's always gotten it. It's getting it with the DVR numbers. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. In fact, looking at the numbers, for the only show that the only two shows that did. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to, like, uh, the main shows. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty much was in last place for the night. Because I'm not going to throw in the CW shows. Um, the only show that did worse was Scream Queens. Okay. <laughs> But but it wasn't that far behind a lot of shows. Hmm. But it, it, it was in last place for the time slot. Hmm. But it's still better numbers than usually than ABC usually gets in that slot. Okay. So, um yeah, we'll we'll find I, I think it's more important to note the they improve ratings since the the life plus three and plus sevens. That's good. Mm-hmm. And that I would assume that will that will continue on. But yes, uh, we did get some tweets and some Facebook things. Yes. Uh, you got the. I was. I had the numbers up, so I didn't have the Facebook thing up. Okay, so I've got. Uh, I've got tweets here. Okay. So, uh, first up, we were sent a tweet with an article about the uh, about the, the Punisher and how it's going to... Basically, it's going to be filming as soon as October. I can confirm that because uh, John Barenthal was supposed to be there, I think, uh, all four days of Comic-Con. Yep. He's only showing up for two because of his uh, shooting schedule. Yeah, so he's only going to be there the Saturday and Sunday. And, yep. and New York Comic Con specifically said due to his Netflix production schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting to to note here, um, Jeff Loeb uh, had uh, a screening for the sort of red carpet premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last week. Mm-hmm. And he had invited a number of guests to the screening. Okay. One of which was the creator of Robbie Reyes, uh, Felipe Smith. But another notable guest who was there was uh, Jerry Conway, who has written for Ghost Rider in the past, but not Robbie Reyes. However, it is interesting to note that when he was introduced to the crowd, he was cited as the creator of The Punisher, which apparently Loeb then uh, followed up by saying, you will understand why I brought all of these people here later in the season and why it makes sense. 
So maybe it is. Maybe so the Punisher will show up. It's adding fuel to that fire that we spoke about the rumor of earlier on. So maybe, but I still, I still stay, take that with an absolute green show. If they're going to film that, it's not going to be until uh, after. The, obviously, they won't be. If it's is the season finale, it'll be, you know, February, March before they film that scene. Mm. Well, I mean, theoretically, they could film it at any time. True. Like, you could film anything at any time, like, totally out of order. But I, I think if they were filming that, we someone would find out about it. Especially if they did it in, like, not in a, like, a set. Like, if they did it out in, out in a city street. Because you've seen, like, people post up shit all the time. If something is, if, like, a movie set, if a movie shoot or TV shoot is happening in your town, you're going to film it and put it on YouTube and Facebook and all, all that these days. They've been pretty good about keeping things uh, low key and if it's in if it's on a sound stage the you know it's a closed set yeah true if it's on a sound stage then then that's fine they can do that easily and with all the cgi that you would need to, like for ghost rider it probably would be uh, james warren also it was james warren that sent us that tweet should be noted mm. um he also sent us a, a tweet saying that he loved the look of ghost rider and aos 4x1 I uh, hope all the special effects in this episode did not blow the season budget. And we saw a, a good bit more special effects of Ghost Rider this, in this episode as well, which it looks f- fucking awesome. Agreed. Um, he also said that he loved the recap debacle, especially <laughs> the death of the weasel Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, poor Lincoln. And he had an amusing picture of uh, Lincoln with a, a rocket next to him. <laughs> <laughs> and he also sent a picture of uh, Hunter in his Damn the Yanks t-shirt. <laughs> and he said, well, one of Hunter's best scenes, which he totally was. That's brilliant. That, uh, well, no. those aren't my Yankees. Just the Yanks, but yes. I miss <laughs> Hunter. He was great. Yeah. He'll be back. He's going to be back in the season at some point. Hopefully. Hmm. Right. We don't need to talk about that one. Okay. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Doctor Strange confirmed for Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. We spoke about that already. Uh, John John Favreau has spoken out about him returning to the MCU because it's been a while like since he's been in the MCU. Right. Like Iron Man, Iron Man three is a, a few years ago now at this point. So yeah, he basically says he's he's looking forward to coming back because he was he was still an executive producer on uh, Age of Ultron, true as well, and obviously appeared in Iron Man three and whatnot. So he's been he's still been connected in there, and he's he's looking forward to coming back. I, I I hope he's gone back to like being happy, Hogan well, again instead of being like he was Mister Security Man in the in the last one. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how they play him. Mm. Uh, James Warren also <laughs> also sent us a tweet. The uh, new spirit of vengeance that has grabbed Robbie's soul is Grant Ward. Crazy Andy Theory. I love this. Yes, and, uh, it, could, it could be. 
You know? I'm I'm thinking it's a Grant Ward LMD. Yeah, that would be a twist. Wow. <laughs> or it could have been like the, he could have been considered the devil before like before he was killed because mm-hmm. these people were frozen like years before so like the ghost people if you don't know maybe they'd, they'd really be chasing a ghost then because he's not around anymore uh, he also sent us a picture of uh, Coulson and uh, Fury and said maybe maybe this is why the new director is so paranoid is because the other two have died because obviously <laughs> Yep. Like in the public perception, Fury's dead, and Coulson actually did die and came back. Although he wasn't the director when he died, should be noted. Well, didn't Fury die for a couple seconds? He was pronounced dead. Yeah, he faked his own death. Like, <laughs> True. He didn't, didn't really die. Everyone, people, some people thought he died, but he didn't. He didn't really. Um, he also said uh, best Fury moment age is the Shield, which is uh, when Fury was talking to it was Garrett, I believe, and he said, uh, "If you tell me this whole Hydra path thing you took is because you misheard my damn one man speech." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim Hernandez also tweeted at us and said, um, "May lost it, and Gemma doesn't believe in ghosts." Well. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> but yeah, May's totally lost it at this point. Like, I kind of uh, worried. It was uh, that, that last scene with her in the straitjacket. She pulled that off amazing. It was disturbing. Mm. Yeah, she was good at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, James Warren also sent us another tweet, which was a link to an article in comicbook.com, which was to... Uh, an interview with uh, Haley Atwell, and basically she's saying that she would love to do an Agent Carter movie. That's never going to happen. <laughs> like, uh, if you cancelled the TV show, it didn't work as a TV show. It's not going to work as a movie, unfortunately. Firefly says hi. Well, that's true, yeah, but I mean, that's <laughs> Joss Whedon. That's, that's a bit different. This is, I suppose, oh, Agent Carter's not Joss Whedon, but... Um, he also sent us another tweet with an article, and basically it is what we already talked about. Jeffrey Mace is uh, the new director. Our new director. Meet him, still not liking him, but he can sure take a shot from me. Uh, he also says, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season 4, episode 2. Not the best episode, but a good one. Damned me, beat the crap out of everyone. Yep. <laughs> and he said, Mac and Fitz equal dumbasses. Because they should have iced Quake and dealt with her and not let her go. Which they really should have, to be honest. Absolutely agree. I was like, what the hell? You have her. You've been chasing her for over six months. Yep. Now uh, now the, now you've uh, actually proven the director right. Yep. You know, uh, because she didn't get away this time. You let her go. Yep. So uh, you can imagine the director's going to be pissed at them for that because, like he's mentioned, like they can't have her running about like robbing banks and stuff and causing havoc. They need to have her locked down, and they had the opportunity to do that, and they did not take it. So they're going to be in the bad books. Oh, I'm sure uh, that's not going in the report that way. No, no, definitely not. Like uh, Daisy? No, no, we didn't see Daisy. No, no, no. Just some guy with a flaming skull. 
Um, also in reference to uh, the director's comment, um, Melinda May, now, there's a riddle I'd like to solve. Uh, he said that uh, some, some riddles will kill you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he also asked us uh, exactly which version of Ghost Rider are they going with here because he says he made a deal with the devil. So I, th I think they're doing a, basically an amalgamation of the two. I, I tend to agree, but what if, knowing that, you know, what, once you realize that the soul that has co-opted your body um, is your Uncle Eli who was a, a royal, a, a huge scumbag, a serial-killing Satanist. So Doom is not that bad. Come on. <laughs> um, I got, you know, I forgot to give him shit about that last night. <laughs> Eli is back on B-Team, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great uh, welcome back episode. Um Damn, I just thought of a better tune than the one we used. Um, anyways, uh, so, but maybe he's not re referring to the literal devil, but just, you know, the devil. You know, uh, he made a deal with the devil. He made the deal with Eli. Okay, maybe. So maybe it's more of a metaphorical devil yeah. than the actual uh devil i i don't know how i'm gonna feel about if we see some some form of mephisto on this show <laughs> i i really you know it's yeah i mean how is that gonna work it, it's a it's the it's just the wrong uh, we'll we'll see how this all plays out i love the ghost rider i like what they're doing um they could certainly be setting him up for a backdoor pilot with this season. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. I, I quite like him so far. Like, yeah, uh, Robbie as well. Like, he's he seems like an interesting character, and the the guy playing him is really quite good. Yeah. Um. So, and 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 that's fine, but it's just. Yeah, I I just I, the super agents and. Uh, mystical just it just it just doesn't work for me hmm. it's just two very two uh very different genres hmm. so for for it, and it just i don't know i just keep saying i don't know about this um all right what else we got but yes i think i think it is yeah a sort of co-opting of multiple Ghost Riders at this point. Hmm. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, what I would love to see is if, uh, jo if Johnny Blaze showed up. Yeah, that would be interesting. See how that, that was all played out. Um, but yeah, uh, James Warren sent us one final article, which is basically Kevin Feige sort of explaining how magic works in the MCU. But I'm not going to mention really what he talks about in this because it does have sort of minor spoilers for Doctor Strange in it. Okay. So uh, basically he explains what a couple of the things that happened early on in the Doctor Strange movie. So if you want to know how magic works in the MCU, go and watch Doctor Strange and it'll be explained there. Okay. So I won't read the article. 
because I don't want that. I don't want Doctor Strange uh, spoiled. You know, in... it's, it's, it's not. It's just to be fair. It's not. It's not like a big spoiler or anything. Yeah. Like that. It's just like it's kind of about a couple of his interactions with the the ancient one and how she's explaining stuff to him. But she can happily explain that to us in the in the movie, and we'll talk about that ad nauseum in our Doctor Strange spoiler cast. Another one we need. <laughs> Another show we gotta record. Fuck. Um, you know, we, we are just over one month away. It's five weeks till Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's actually less than that over here. You but yeah, die in a fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I live over in England or in the UK. Uh, we get the movies early. And we suck. And, <laughs> yeah we did a couple of facebook things as well yeah uh one from gary shields he read a review of the ghostwriter graphic novel apparently in the novel the car that robbie reyes drives actually belongs to dr zabo aka mr hyde aka sky's dad hmm. no way man what do you guys think well uh in the in the comic, which I assume is the graphic novel you're referring to, is the collection of the the comic book that actually uh, came out. Uh, the car belongs to the gangsters. Uh, they stole Zabo's stuff and they uh, his duffel bags or whatnot, which had uh, the the pink pills in them. And these are the pills that basically makes everybody hide out. That's H Y D E people. Um, <laughs> and so they have the, they have his, his drugs. Basically they stole them from him and put, and they are in the car of, and I can't remember the guy's name. It, it's actually kind of an amusing uh, name for the, the leader of the gang. It's his car. Okay. So um, what they what they could do that would actually be really interesting if they twisted it a little bit, um, and they made they actually did make Cal one of the previous owners of this car, but if you remember, Cal's had his memory wiped. So current in Agents of Shield, he is like a, just a vet. Yeah. But I, it would be interesting if he if they pitched him as being one of the previous owners of the cars in his like sort of let's say previous life. Like he has name appears on, on the deed. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, if I guess if you uh, got the Carfax on his car, that's the thing that tells you. Uh, that's something you can you know you can put the VIN in and get the history of the car over here. It's called Carfax. Okay. Um. So I guess you could do it that. It it would be interesting, sort of an inside joke, but. <sighs> See, the in in the comic book there's there's two warring factions. There's the gang and then there's Hyde's army of freaks and that are, you know, plan, are, they're more of like a mafia type of mob with a tech slant. And then you have uh, the street thugs uh, of the neighborhood. And then you have the ghost riders. So kind of all three are battling against each other. And the street thugs stole Cal's 
uh, duffel bags or briefcases filled with these pills. And uh, Kel wants them back from the street gang. But the, okay. the car belongs to the street gang. Okay. What is never explained is why Eli's why Eli is possessing this car. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know. I didn't see anything else on Facebook, although it's uh, always a challenge to find things over there, as you know, Andy. <laughs> mm. Look under messages. Uh, James Warren sent us a whole bunch of clips. But I think those were sent a while ago. So, all right, I think we are done, Andy. Yes, I think we are. Okay, and it's very late for you. (laughs) So, Andy, when you're not being the spirit of mediocrity, where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on uh, 40 to Level 1 every Tuesday with Ali on liveonallgames.com, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. We talk TV shows, movies, and mainly video games. Um, you can find all our episodes on allgames.com as well as Stitcher and iTunes. And you can find me Tuesday nights as well on allgames.com on the B-Team podcast with my co-host Ryan, Fred, and Eli. We talk games, we talk movies and TV to a little bit, and we do a lot on tech. Uh, a lot. Of, we've been doing a lot on 4K TVs lately because Fred got one and can't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> I, I swear I'm gonna turn. I, I'm gonna turn the show into a drinking game. Take a drink every time Fred says uh, how awesome 4K TV is. Um, but yeah. How awesome is the NES in 4K? Oh, he, he <laughs> talked about that last week. I know, I know, I know. I heard the show. I was like, <laughs> oh, what, what? Like, why would you buy a 4K TV and put an NES through it, Fred? Come on. Because, you know, just like because why does a dog lick its balls? Because it can. <laughs> you know? Um, so. uh, but yeah, uh, check it out. We have a good time over there. Uh, we did talk, we, there was a lot of game talk this week cause, uh, Eli was back. So he had thoughts on Deus Ex and I talked about the pinball tables and I won an all games contest this weekend, Andy. Oh, nice. Is it the Pac-Man one? I won the super pa- uh, the Pac-Man championship edition two contest on all games. I have a feeling I might be the only person who entered it, but <laughs> <laughs> And the, you know, I, and I, I finally get an all games T-shirt, even though I've been doing shows for free on the network for seven years now, um, three shows a week now, Derek, and uh, I have to beat your score to get a T-shirt. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, I beat more better than the T-shirt is I actually beat Derek's score in a game. Yeah, that's. That's a much better prize than a t-shirt. <laughs> well, he in in Zen Pinball, he is my arch nemesis. Yeah. So. Uh, but yes, so go check out the B Team podcast over on All Games. It's available on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever else 
Ryan puts it up. And then uh, you can catch me Thursday nights on All Games on Knuckleballer Radio with Sean, Eli, and Normie, where we talk, you never know what we're going to talk. Normie sent us a package, and we're not allowed to open it until tomorrow night. And I guess we're doing a, we're, we're actually going to be videoing. There's going to be a video stream of the show. But, Good luck. Good yeah. luck with that, Chip. <laughs> well, I swear There's the package. Something awful. I swear the package has moved on its own across the counter. Uh, so I have it's no like, idea what's in there. There's a chinchilla in it. I yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, but, and, you know, uh, last week we got into all the police violence and racism that is going on over here in the. United States, and it was a pretty fiery and intense show. So, you know, something that, uh, you know, uh, if people want to see, you know, it's why I joined Knuckleballer. It was to talk about things other than comic books and video games <laughs> for, from time to time. So, talk about uh, the, the real issues. Like, you know, yeah. usually it's. Uh, you know, Sean wants what to you to tell the story of a time when you shit your pants or something like that. This yeah. week we it was uh, this our last week's show was pretty intense, pretty serious, and uh, we still had a good time. And we had a we had uh, Jesus from Horrible Gamers join us, and um, Derek joined us as well. So uh, it it was uh, quite the conversation and definitely mm. worth checking out. But uh, we will uh, see you guys maybe next week. If not, we will see you after Comic-Con with our Comic-Con special. And then uh, in two weeks, be back for episode three of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And let's see. I don't care where the ghost wants to touch you. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. Make sure I hit the record button tonight. I did not record B Team last night. <laughs> Thank did, uh, well, Fred will record it. Fred, Fred recorded it, so yeah, we are good. All right, <clears throat> we ready to go here? Yep, all good to go. And in three, two, one. Hello, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Agents of Shield Cast. I am. Captain Chaos. Ah, fuck me. No, no, you're not. You're no, Chaos. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, let's try the cold drink instead. <laughs> and in three, two, 